It's not enough to simply be the best product anymore. You have to show people why it matters to them. That's why positioning and messaging is everything. It's how you connect to what customers really care about, make your product's value clear, and stand out from the rest. Easy, right? No, it's not. But you can learn from folks who have faced and conquered these challenges before. So join me, Emma Stratton, as I talk to top product marketing leaders about the wild and wonderful world of messaging, the thrills, the spills, the hard-won truths, and the total myths, the adventures in messaging. I am joined by the wonderful Dan Pillay, head of product marketing at SignEasy. Tell me, what is you know the secret to great messaging in your eyes? Because I know a lot of product marketers have different you know uh, opinions on what is you know what you have to have to make it great. So tell me, what do we need to do to create great messaging? So there are two things that you absolutely positively have to start with for great messaging. The first is uh, great personas or you know, I prefer the term uh, stakeholder profiles. We can, go in, we can go into that on another episode, but that's, <laughs> uh, that's the phrase I use because without you know, really knowing the, uh, you know, who you're selling to and who you're trying to convince, you can't message to them. And you need to make sure that you're not going backwards when you build those by starting with, you know, here's the product I'm selling and here's how it relates to what I think, you know, what this person does. You have got to start with, what is this person thinking about, you know, whether it has anything to do with my product or not? And then how do I uh, you know, get into the, get my product into those thoughts? It's, if you remember the movie Inception, it's what I call the Inception moment uh, where you're able to, you know, to infiltrate their, uh, their thoughts in order to demonstrate the relevance of what you're selling. Uh, the, and the goal really is to, have a more important conversation with your customer than the one your competitor is having, because if you can have a conversation with them that is uh, you know, about a subject that they care more about, that they know they're thinking about, that keeps them awake at night, that's going to hold their attention better, regardless of the you know specific features of the product that uh, you know itself. The the last thing I would say, uh, you know, the mistake that we is often made, you know, with personas and the messaging around them is they're built to the mean or the median. Wrong. Build them to the moat. It's all about where are the points of overlap with you know, everybody that shares certain characteristics, so that you're not coming up with this you know, hypothetical amalgamation of people that simultaneously speaks to everybody and nobody. Uh, it's much better to have a couple of key points of overlap uh, and to then be able to talk to those. Yeah, I love that. I, I really love what you know what you bring forward about a secret to great messaging because it's one of my favorite, uh, one of my core beliefs as well. And I think uh, there's a famous quote by Robert Collier, who was a famous copywriter like in the early 1900s, Depression Era or something. And it was um, join the conversation that's happening in your prospect's mind already, which you talk about. So it's like, you know, your buyer, they're thinking about things that they care about. And if you can connect the dots between their own natural thoughts and your product and make it relevant, um, that is the key to messaging that resonates. And yet so many people just start with the features, right? How do I connect this feature? Like what I love about it. Hey, you like this benefit? You know, because I think it sounds good. Yeah, the, 
the personas end up being written subconsciously. I think the personas end up being written to fit the narrative about you have about your product as opposed to fitting the narrative about the product to what someone is thinking about. Yeah. You know, that's, that is, that's an insidious thing. Like that's subtle. And I think it happens a lot, like kind of fudging. Yeah. Fudging personas are seeing them through a biased lens through this narrative that you already have in your head. I mean, that's dangerous. You know, I wonder if, if people are, you know, if people who are doing it, if they're aware that that's happening or if it's just sort of something that just happens as like, you're a marketer, you, you know, everything about your product, you kind of can't help, but do that. Yeah. And uh, you know, a lot of it, again, topic for another day, but a lot of it comes down to how the personas are built and what questions are asked of people and in what setting, Yeah, you know, that's the context really matters. Yeah. So it sounds like you like to really go deep with your customers and get into their minds and infiltrate uh, with your messaging. Do you have any other kind of, um, you know, interesting, maybe a tad controversial uh, beliefs around messaging and and how you really get into people's heads? Always. (laughs) Um, You know, my, my core belief about messaging is that its job is to trigger, you know, people's basis buying uh, ambition and self-preservation because that, you know, that is what each of us are thinking about day in and day out. I, I don't care what you come up with about the benefits of a product for a customer. When I say customer, I mean a company, nobody that's part of the buying process is going to pull the trigger on something that goes against their own self-interest. It just won't happen. Uh, so that's not, you know, that's not to say you can, uh, you know, that every product has to, you know, the specific interests of every stakeholder, but you better understand what those interests are and relate it to that. And it's, you know, it's not about the, um, uh, you know, the always, it's not always about the feel good messaging you see, or about the messaging uh, that you see like about, you know, the great benefits of something. What does this do for me right here, right now uh, on a stakeholder by stakeholder basis? Uh, you know, because what, what you're selling is not a product. We talked about getting into people's thoughts. You are selling altered thoughts. Mm-hmm. You need the thoughts that they were having uh, the, mo- you know, the moment before you showed up to change so that they include your product. So you know, it's a matter of behavior change and switching costs. We didn't have, you know, if those weren't an issue, uh, you know, I, I probably wouldn't have a job nor most other product marketers. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I know we're all self-interested. We all, you know, are just really wrapped up in, in our own needs and, and desires. And, you know, you have to consider that um, for sure. And you're totally right. Messaging's job is to change behavior, um, change from the status quo. These things that mm-hmm. seem small, which are actually massive. Like even myself, I feel how entrenched I am in my own status quo in all kinds <laughs> of areas of my life. I'm like, wow, I really need a better system than this, but it's too hard. I'm just going to keep going with this janky thing I got going on, you know? Yeah. As as I, as I like to tell people, I've got a total of four apps downloaded to my phone. I take all my notes with a pen and paper, and I will never, I will never own a wristwatch with a battery, let alone a touchscreen. So, 
you know, I'm like, you know, it, when it comes to tech marketing, you know, for someone in tech marketing, I'm sort of like the tailor whose pants never fit. <laughs> but, the, but those are the people you want to work with. I used to get my haircut um, back in the day at this trendy place. And I would go to the guy who just had like shaggy, it looked like he cut his hair with a blindfold <laughs> on. And I was like him, he's my guy. Cause he must be good. Right. <laughs> he must be good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Dan, something I think that's really interesting about you is that you've had a really um, interesting path to becoming a product marketer. You haven't just been doing product marketing for decades. Um, Tell us a bit about your journey into becoming a product marketer and how you kind of ended up there. Because I think it's really interesting for anyone out there who's thinking about maybe moving into product marketing. Sure. So coming out of business school, I actually went into venture capital. And you know, I, <clears throat> I thought it, was a, um, it would be a great opportunity to see uh, you know, lots of different companies, different industries, uh, you know, get some, ex you know, exposure to that where I found myself, uh, you know, once I was had been doing that for a bit is, you know, VCs, they, we see a lot of awful pitches. Uh, <laughs> there's no getting around it. Uh, but what I, you know, most of us will just sort of stop, you know, check out at a certain point. What I found myself doing was rewriting them in my head and, you know, I couldn't help myself, but to think, you know, oh, that was a lousy way to, pitch that, you know, whereas right over here, you know, you completely missed what it is that was great about this, or you've ignored this blind spot here that, you know, I could see from a mile away and you didn't you know, do anything to, uh, you know, position around that. Uh, and then, so I, as I did that more, I thought, oh, you know, I think some of this is, you know, pretty interesting. Maybe I could actually charge for it. And I started doing some consulting on the side, you know, people that were re you know, needing to rewrite their pitches, mostly their customer facing pitches, had no idea you know, really how to describe it or what to call what I was doing. Uh, you know, so as I like to say, I was uh, my own worst client. Uh, and but all of a sudden, one day I saw a job description for product marketing. And this, you know, I was already in my mid thirties by that point, you know, I'm 37 now, uh, but I saw that and I thought, oh, this is a, you know, this is pretty strong overlap with what I'm doing. And people seem to know at least sort of what this is. Uh, you know, that led me to, uh, you know, for several years having my own consulting practice uh, in product marketing where messaging, positioning and persona development were my uh, focuses and helping people to, uh, you know, move away from describing things on a feature basis, move away from, uh, you know, the typical way in which personas are created, uh, how pain points are assessed, how your know, problem solving is considered. And then, uh, you know, last year I went to sign easy because I, I, the, you know, the thing about consulting is I was, doing a lot of interesting work. I never felt like I was getting to build anything uh, that I was interested in building long-term. That was something that I felt I was really missing. Uh, and that's what made me look for a, uh, you know, to go in-house somewhere. And I found, you know, I found a really you know, great, well-run company with a product that is in, you know, it's in an area that 
it doesn't excite a lot of people, the idea of signing documents. That's why it excites me a lot is how to get people excited yes. about something that they <clears throat> consider a necessary evil, have been doing for you know the same way forever and never really thought about doing a different way. Those are the sort of problems that excite me. So that's what brought me uh, to uh, to where I am now. That, that product marketing journey was a unique one. And look, <clears throat> people, I think that uh, you know, a lot of people asked, I did a Sharebird AMA last week where one of the questions was about getting into product marketing. Uh, there, is, there is no right way to do it. Uh, it's a relatively new, you know, I wouldn't say it's relatively new, but it's, um, relatively new to spread as far as it has. And, you know, there really isn't such thing as a good entry level product marketing role. You don't mm. see a whole lot of those. So you've got to do you know, pretty much you're forced to do, uh, you know, something else first they're, they're, you know, it's, it's pretty hard to not. So my, you know, my advice to, um, people that are thinking about that is, uh, first ask yourself one question. If I'm in the kitchen, would I rather be cooking or baking? Because it, well, no, it is one of the most telling questions about what kind of product marketer someone will be and what experience someone should be building first. Are you someone who, uh, sees the process as a means to an end or is process your North star? Right. If process is a means to an end, you're a cook. That's one, you know, part of product marketing. If process is your North star, you know, there's a lot of work out there for you uh, in product marketing, but you know, which way do you, uh, you know, think and therefore what other areas can you build some expertise in, in order to then translate that into, uh, into product marketing? Oh, that's such good advice. I thank you so much for sharing that. I love that idea of asking yourself, like, what would you rather do? I know early in my career, when I was choosing between writing and graphic design, like right out of college, I went for an interview at a magazine and he's like, your, he's like, your resume is confusing. I don't know what you are. Do you like to write or um, design? He's like, if I gave you this job at our magazine, would you write or would you design? And I was like, write. And then I'm like, I guess I'll go now. I didn't do well in this interview because it's for a design job. And from that point on, I, I committed. So I think that's really great advice to just really ask yourself what, what lights you up and um, just going out there and building more skills in that area uh, to get into product marketing. So really, really good. I think your story is super awesome, Dan. And thank you for sharing um, all your insights and uh, great stories with me today. Thanks for having me. Cheers for listening. For more messaging fun, sign up for my newsletter at punchy.co forward slash newsletter or follow me on LinkedIn and Twitter.